Welcome everyone and welcome back to Kickoff here on Unite Radio. I'm Jamie McCready and every week we give you the chance to go live on air on national radio. All you need to do is to go onto my Instagram which is jackjimjam.official. Go ahead and click on the website link, fill out the form or simply go ahead and send me a DM. Now let's begin with the news over the last week in the footballing world. The Irish FA is close to agreeing a deal for manager Michael O'Neill to return as the Northern Ireland manager on a long-term contract. Former Cameroon and Barcelona striker Samuel Eto'o has apologised for what he described as violent altercation at the World Cup in Qatar on Monday night. Liverpool have made signing Jude Bellingham their priority in the summer transfer window, according to Sky News in Germany, while Rangers chairman Douglas Park has told the club's A. GM that Alfredo Morales and Ryan Kent's Rangers demands may be unattainable. Morocco became the first African nation to reach the semi-finals of the World Cup as Ufus El Nasseri first half winner knocked out Portugal. Let's start off with the England game. Harry Kane blazed a late penalty over the bar as England's World Cup dreams ended with a 2-1 defeat in the quarter-finals to demanding champions France. The England captain had already converted from 12 yards earlier in the game to level Umen Chouameni's thunderbolt and he had put France ahead that he was given the golden opportunity to equalise for a second time after Olivier Giroud's header when Theo Hernandez recklessly barged into Mason Mount. His penalty he had taken level with Wayne Rooney's England scoring record of 53 goals and meant he had scored more penalties in normal time at the World Cup than any player ever. But within six minutes to play, the pressure was huge. He smashed it over and the second spot kick high over the bar. Kane looked devastated. There was no way back. At the final whistle, he was in a breakdown. Referee Wilton Sampino had initially overlooked the foul on Mason Mount before he advised to go to VAR's pitch side monitor. And England were frustrated though an enthralling contest by decisions from the officials with the build-up on Bakayo Saka had not given the foul in the build-up to opener and the penalty shout from Harry Kane overlooked in the first half. Jude Bellingham at 19 years old and England's youngest player to start in a quarter-final, Saka 21 and Phil Foden 22, are all exceptional as Gareth Southgate's side deluded with France. Harry Maguire clipped a post-header with a 1-1 draw in the game at the time as Marcus Rashford lifted a last-gasp free kick onto the roof of the net. But ultimately, it was a penalty heartbreak for England in a World Cup once again. A rare miss by Harry Kane, as Kane's record is actually very good, as you would expect. Harry Kane has scored 17 out of 21 penalties for England and scored 30 out of 34 in the Premier League for Tottenham Hotspur. What's next for Gareth Southgate? Will he continue his contract running into the next European Championships for one more shot at glory with this group? That is a debate for days and probably weeks to come. As for France, they were going to play Morocco in the World Cup semi-finals on Wednesday at 7pm, again at the Albite Stadium, after Morocco became the first African nation to reach the final four in a 1-0 win over Portugal earlier on Saturday, which we'll talk about later, which left Cristiano Ronaldo in tears. How was England's World Cup dream ended? It was in dramatic fashion, ending this, their first ever knockout clash between these sides. It had begun with England looking very nervy after the big build-up with fears of French star Kylian Mbappe, who was playing to see his stretched legs in the lead-up to the opener. After desperate challenges from Declan Rice, England retreated rapidly from their own area and then seen space for Griezmann to roll across too many and crash in an excellent strike into the bottom corner. 
England complained that there should have been a foul given for the challenge from Deot Upamecano on Saka at the start of the move, but there was more frustration with the officials and VAR when there was no penalty awarded when Kane rolled the defender for a second time in the space of five minutes and tumbled on the edge of the area. Kane tested Tottenham teammate Lloris from close range and from the distance has led England's response, but the threat of France was always there when Mbappe firing out a free kick was worked into the box. England have never won a World Cup match when they were losing at half-time, while France had won 24 of 25 that they led after 45 minutes. But Bellingham showed no respect for such records, driving England forward early in the second period before providing the wall for Saka when the Arsenal man was floored in the box by Germany. Kane, after being made to wait, eventually slammed home the penalty to match Rooney's milestone. It was a huge moment in his career as it was his fourth goal from the spot in the World Cups but with one which overshadowed by another penalty to come. The equaliser sparked a few frantic minutes with Adrian Rabiot almost catching England asleep seconds after the restart when he was forced to stop from Jordan Pickford and Mbappe turned on the afterburners to charge away from Cole Walker but then put the three lines in focus mode and were inches away when Maguire grazed the post with a header from Jordan Henderson's free kick. Giroud has become the French all-time leading goalscorer earlier in the tournament after heading wide and seeing Pickford push away a volley. He beat Maguire to Griezmann's cross and headed his country back in front. There were emphatic celebrations from the French as his hammer was a blow to England. But incredibly, they were given chances to save the World Cup just a couple of minutes later thanks to Hernandez's thoughtless foul. This time though, Kane got it all wrong, uncharacteristically so. The miss knocked out, suffering out of England and the prospect mounting on the grandstand finish. They were able to muster one more chance, but Rashford was just off target as he looked to fire in a second free kick of his World Cup campaign. There was no late twist. England's big chance had come and gone, and their hopes of glory in Qatar were over. England captain Harry Kane speaking to ITV after the match with France. I'm always someone who prepares for getting one or two penalties in a game. I always have an idea for what I want to do. I can't fault my preparation or anything like that. It was just an execution of the night. The first pen was great. The second, I didn't quite hit it how I wanted to. I've taken it on the chin and it will hurt for sure. The whole game will hurt. As the captain, I'll take that, but I couldn't be prouder of the boys. It comes down to a small detail and I'll take responsibility for. I'm not worried about the team and how it will impact them. We've got great talent. And then the England manager, Gareth Southgate, whose future is looming, as he was speaking to ITV. The performance did live up to the expectation in the end. The goals are the decisive. I've said to the players they couldn't give any more. Fine margins. Things that at both ends have decided the game. I'm proud of the way that we've been through the tournament. On the referee, pointless for me to go into that. I'd rather talk about our players. Congratulations to France. They knew that they had been in hell of a game. I don't think that we could have done any more. For me, we win and we lose as a team. We get we let two goals in and we miss the chances. Harry Kane has been incredible for us so far. So reliable. We wouldn't be here if he hadn't scored the goals they did for us. In key moments, in the biggest moments, we were right in the right place, in the finest of margins. We are here to try and win the tournament. We believe that we could. We believe we have a team that could have done that. On his future, Gareth Southgate said, at every tournament, we've sat down, reviewed and reflected. So we need a bit of time to make sure that the right decisions are made. England's players dropped to the turf in many tears as the French celebrated 
The English fans were silent, stunned, heartbreak for England who crashed out in Qatar. For much of the players in the quarter-finals, they were the better side England were. They had many more chances and created more in the large possession that they had over the world champions. But the England captain will need some time to progress and pro pro process the unthinkable that he had missed at a crucial time from just 12 yards. That's so bittersweet for Kane, who equalled Wayne Rooney's goal-scoring record earlier with nerves of steel. England will bowmen the referee, who did them no favours and missed some key decisions. But ultimately, as we feared from the very start of the tournament, it was England's defence that cost them. Two key lapses that were ruthlessly punished by France. England will head home tomorrow. Christmas is cancelled. Still heartbreak for the three Lions. Southgate has the right to stay. He has transformed us as a nation, but only to fall at the game on Saturday night. The, un the unwillingness to bring on Jack Grealish, and he did so with one minute to go, but it was just too late by then. I gave the French a lot of praise last week, and I do so again. I believe that the winner of this game on Saturday night would be the, the team that would go on and win the trophy, and I wish them all the best. I will talk more about Ronaldo, but I congratulate the French players for shaking their hands and hugging those players who were on their knees before they went off to go and celebrate. All up for 2024, where it's once again a must-win. We cannot fall off. We must continue our surge and get the first trophy since 1966. Here is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson.
Paris Saint-Germain president Nasser El Khalifi says Jude Bellingham is an amazing player and admits everybody wants to sign the Borussia Dortmund midfielder. Gabriel Jesus has undergone surgery on his right knee after suffering an injury during Brazil's World Cup group stage match against Cameroon on Friday. Morocco are in the World Cup quarterfinals for the first time in their history after Spain missed three penalties in a dramatic shootout following 120 minutes played. Spain's defiance in attack were laid bare, restricted to just one shot across the whole match, the lowest ever in a World Cup game, as eventually they were dumped out. Morocco had the best chance of the first half when West Ham centre-back Nayef Agard headed over from close range in extra time following a drab second half. Morocco substitutes Walid Sherada was laid denied one by one by Unai Simon before Spain's Pablo Sariva grazed the post with a volley in the final minute. With both sides unable to be separated, Sariba incredibly hit the post again with Spain's first spot kick. Carlos Soler and Sergio Busquets had their penalty saved by Bonio, leaving Hakimi calling chip with the winning penalty down the middle to send Morocco through. Luis Enrique's side had 77% of the possession and they made 926 accurate passes, yet they were unable to break the resilience and resistance of Morocco. Spain laboured throughout with Gavi's shot pushed over the crossbar by Bonio before Ferran Torres' follow-up was blocked in the six-yard box, but the offside flag was up anyway. Marco Asensio had the best opening of the first period, latching on a ball behind Morocco's defence and volleying it into the side netting. Morocco had already seen Hakimi's whistle and a free kick not far over the bar. Simon gathered Nasero Marazzi's long-range effort and the second attempt, and a golden chance came through former Southampton winger Safan Bufal, who crossed for Adgard, who was headed free over. The second half became more frustrating for Spain as Soifran Atrabat, who was linked with Liverpool in the heart of Morocco's midfield, was superb, coupled by a dominant centre-back performance from Adgard and Roman Saiz. Cherida almost won it in extra time, denied by the right leg of Simon, although they rode in luck when Sariba volleyed it off the post with the last kick. He struck the woodwork again moments later, side-footing his penalty onto the right post after Aramid Saribi had put Morocco ahead. Hakim Ziyech doubled their advantage and Bonio put them on the brink of victory, saving from Soule. But Bardar Bunyan was saved out by Simon, keeping Spain in it, although Bunyan delivered once more, immediately denying Captain Busquets before Hakim Lee just chipped it down the middle and won it with a penenka. 
On his future, the Spanish boss Luis Enrique said, I don't know about this decision. It's not the right time for me to speak about my future. This is not relevant, not important. My contract is going to end. As you know, I'm very happy at the national team and with the federation. I need to think what's best for me in the national team. On the penalty shootout, Enrique said, It's my responsibility. I picked the first three takers and they could have decided it themselves. But they were three, those three were my decisions. And they did the same thing again. The only thing I wished I could do was take Bonio out and put another goalkeeper in there. On defeat to Morocco, Enrique told TVE, We completely dominated the match. It's a shame it went that way. It's the most difficult thing playing against a team like Morocco who are hard workers. The penalties cost us, but I'm very proud and all of the players. And I'm really sorry about the result, but I congratulate Morocco. Hospitalised Brazil legend Pele is improving and has no new complications, doctors said on Tuesday. Is there a new Cristiano Ronaldo emerging before our eyes? After the break, we'll talk about Portugal's game with Switzerland before the heartbreak happened. Here is Last Christmas.
Portugal 6, Switzerland 1. Portugal had no regrets over dropping Cristiano Ronaldo as his replacement Gonzalo Ramos scored a hat-trick in a superb 6-1 win over Switzerland in the World Cup last 16. The fallout of Ronaldo's reaction to his substitution in Portugal's previous game dominated the build-up to the knockout clash as his demolition ended run of a 31 games he had started for his country at the tournament finals. <clears throat> his countrymen shook off any drama around his absence with one of the performances of the tournament so far as Portugal reached the World Cup quarterfinals for the first time since 2006 when Spain conquers Morocco await. Ramos, his replacement, was five years old when Ronaldo scored his first World Cup goal and needed only 17 minutes to open up his account with a thunderous effort which was past Jan Sommer before he could react. Portugal cemented their advantage before the interval when 39-year-old Pepe became the second oldest scorer in World Cup history from the corner as before Ramos ended the game as a contest with a poacher's finish near the post. Even left-back Rafael Guerrero got in on the act just before the hour, rifling home an inviting Ramos assist before Miguel Akanji stabs home a consolation which barely merited a celebration. Ramos returned from the provider to the goal scorer with his first hat-trick of the World Cup, delica delicately chipping over Sommer to emphatically vindicate his manager's faith. Ronaldo was finally introduced from the bench shortly after and through Portugal did add in a sixth. It was a youngster on the score sheets rather than their elder statesman with Rafael Villal curling exquisitely into the corner in added time. Portugal manager Fernando Santos addressed the situation surrounding Ronaldo and his response to coming off in, in their previous game after an emphatic win, saying, What I think is most important is to stop this a little bit. It's not easy to be in the middle of a World Cup and realise people are not very happy. We have to deal with it. I think those issues have been solved. I will always consider my role that he's a very important player and he is to the team as well. How Portugal ignored Ronaldo and the noise to reach the quarterfinals. Switzerland had settled into their third successive last 16 World Cup game. The better Ramos before the opener, despite a challenge in shape to the back three. Something Jordan Shakiri later told reporters was a surprise from the manager Macro Yakin. They may have explained why. After the opening blow, they had never recovered. Ramos and Ovitao both tested summer, while Jordan Shakiri went close with a rare Switzerland attack from a free kick before Pepe gave Portugal the first half cushion. He was left totally unmarked to power home a corner and write himself into the history books, sitting only behind Roger Miller as the oldest World Cup goalscorer and sitting alone as the record breaker in the knockout stages. Both sides could have added to the scoreline before half-time, but six minutes after the restart, the game did have the third goal, when again impressive Dago Diallo, powerful low cross, was turned through Summer's legs by Ramos. Three soon to become four as Switzerland heads dropped and Emerson Fernandez lacks defending, allowed Guerrero a free run forward to meet Ramos and pass and fire it into the roof of the net. Akanji's close-range finish at least got Switzerland on the score sheet, but they were back to picking the ball out their own net with nine minutes as Ramos del delicately dinked to beat Summer and earned him the match ball. Then the Portuguese manager, Fernando Santos, spoke after the game. I think those issues with the Ronaldo have been solved. I repeat myself from the previous press conference. It is something which is finished and solved. 
We have to look at the player's history, one of the best players in the world in terms of goals scored and a captain. Therefore, I think we all have to do and think as a team collectively. I have a very close relationship with him, and I always have, since he was 19 years old at Sporting, then started to develop into the national squad. This relationship only develops. We never misinterpret the human and personal aspect with that of every player and manager. I will consider my role that is very important player to have in the team. Back three wasn't a big change. The Switzerland manager, Macro Yakin, also spoke. A back three wasn't a big change. We particularly also play with a four-man back line. We noticed our plan wasn't working and we probably missed a few challenges where we should have done more. Challenge the opponent more and be more dominant in our play. But we have to admit they were far better, faster and more offensive. Our game plan didn't work and we have to accept that. I congratulate Portugal on the win and we just have to take it. Defeat is painful. We are sad that we didn't play and get the result. We wanted to make the country happy. We didn't achieve that today. We lost the game today. That doesn't mean we have to be too pessimistic and criticise everything. The team showed great spirit. They have great plans for today and we wanted to pick up where we left off against Serbia. We have to accept Portugal were better and I think it's something that we have to put behind us now. We will get through this as a team and look forward. Up next is the build-up to England's match alongside some other news surrounding Raheem Sterling. Here is Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. No arrests have been made yet in connection into a break-in at Raheem Sterling's home, police have confirmed. England midfielder Declan Rice was absent from training on Wednesday due to illness just three days before the Three Lions World Cup quarter-final with France. England defender Carl Walker says France star Kylian Mbappe will not stand in my way of winning a World Cup as the pair prepare for the quarter-final 
pace battle. Patrick Thistle, Chair Jack Glow and six other board members have resigned from the club amid fan unrest. And Hansi Flick will remain as the German head coach despite the four-time World Cup winners exiting this year's tournament in the group stages. Emma Hayes has reiterated Chelsea's desire to win the Women's Champions League and urged her side to seal progression past Real Madrid into the knockout phase. A hat-trick from Will Collier earned League 2 Stockport has deserved 3-1 FA Cup second round replay victorious against managerless Charlton. And Manchester United finally earned their first win as the third time of asking at the Conti Cup on Wednesday after Manchester City were also victorious over Liverpool. The 2022 World Cup chief executive has said death is a natural part of life after it emerged another World Cup worker has died in Qatar. Harry Maguire says England players feel like they've got to win this tournament in Qatar as a seat in the challenge of the group's mentality from the last World Cup. Luis Enrique has left his role as the Spanish head coach following the country's elimination from the World Cup. And PSG's Nasser Al-Khifi has spoken again and is confident that Lionel Messi will extend his contract and says Manchester United's Marcus Rashford could be summer's target if he is a free agent. When England and France go head-to-head in the World Cup quarter-finals, it will also give Gareth Southgate his first competitive test against his managerial role. Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta is unsure how long Gabriel Jesus will be out for, with the Arsenal striker undergoing a knee injury following an injury with the Brazil at the World Cup. Chelsea were made to wait for the qualifications in the Champions League knockout stages after drawing 1-1 to Real Madrid. Mateus Klick scored from long range to seal a 2-1 win over Aleche in a friendly that earned them the Fidesa Dex trophy. Coventry striker Victor Gunkeles has been named Skybet Championship Player of the Month for November. Let's now talk about Croatia who has stunned the favourites. Croatia stunned five-time world champions Brazil with a dramatic 4-2 penalty shootout win at the Education City Stadium to book a place in the World Cup semi-finals. Brazil looked to be labouring into an extra time win over their stubborn opponents thanks to a moment of magic from the forward Neymar who wrote himself in Brazilian Fort Law after drawing level on 77 international goals with one of the nation's all-time greats, Pelé. Croatia probed pramatically throughout while restricting and stifling Brazil. Usual rhythm before scumbling to Neymar's brilliance in the first half of extra time. It was a really very nearly worked out checkmate. However, there was a late twist in the enhancing tale between Bruno Pekovic when he latched on to Mislav Ovacic's cross, benefiting from crucial Marquinhos' deflection, which wrong-footed Alisson to net the latest equalising goal, scored in the World Cup, taking the quarter-final to penalties. Croatia, who needed two shootouts and an extra-time win to reach the final in 2018, kept their composure as Brazil's Marquinhos and Rodrigo failed to convert, while Nicolas Vasilic and Lorio Malher, as well as Luka Modric and Orsic, completed a perfect set of spot kicks, ensuring the progression into the last four of the tournament. We eliminated the biggest favourites, said the manager afterwards. It feels like a nightmare, Neymar compared. Croatia now have reached at least... The semi-finals on three occasions as they made it safely out of the World Cup group stage in 1998, 2018 and this year in 2022. 
They will face Argentina, who defeated the Netherlands on penalties for their place in the final. The winner of the first quarter-final match in the both 2014 and the 2018 editions of the World Cup went on to win the tournament. Could that be the telling omen for the 2018 runners-up? Late in the second half, with the score locked at 0-0, Brazil head coach Titi paced the touchline cautiously, looking pensive and concerned. His concentration was also justified. Brazil entered the match with the same status and expectations they began the tournament with. Firm favourites. A casual start to the stubborn game plan and the mullish manner that Croatia were operating, but a very few would predicted the end drama. The five-time world champions failed at this event and the odds continued as the game went on and progressed. But suddenly, they find themselves eliminated, now ex- exiting from four of their last five World Cup quarterfinals. Their particularly impressive show of flair and finesse on the display in spades against South Korea in the round of 16 tie had all but deserted them until Neymar sparked into life in extra time. Brazil's frustration was nearly channeled into a positively play while the chief and creative catalyst as Neymar pierced through the heart of Croatia, otherwise sturdy defensive line, playing onto a neat one-two with Lucas Paqueta before dancing around the celebrations with the goalkeeper on the floor, lashing out into the roof of the net. No samba, but still plenty of celebrations. Enters Croatia's talisman Modric, making his 168th international appearance in a career, which has spanned over 16 years. There must be something in the water in Adric, but there is something coming through the gruelling last 16 against Japan on penalties. The plucky Europeans were determined to roll the dice once again. Modric waited on the 117th minute to initiative a rare Croatia attack, finding Orsic on the move, who in turn fed Pekovic. The substitute was unmarked, but failed to connect properly with the strike, profiting from a furious nick of Marquinhos. Croatia are the first side on record since 1966 to score with a first shot on target when it arrived in extra time. They then came out on top in the shootout with Dominic Lakovic saying Rodrigo's spot kick and Marquinhos hitting the post, leaving Neymar and Co in tears and Croatia still dreaming of their first World Cup title. This is for the Croatian people, Dalek declared. A great match from the, last, from the first to the last minute. This is not the end for us. Let's keep going. This is a victory for all of us. Everyone gave their best. Thanks to also those on the bench who also live for this national team. Dalek, one of our greatest ever wins. The Croatia head coach Slato Dalek hailed his side's win over Brazil, describing it as their greatest ever. Sky Sports' Lewis Jones. When you think of watching Brazil at the World Cup, flying fullbacks come to mind. This was the case in the classic quarter-final, but not the yellow shirt doing it. The flying was Josip Jurek of Croatia. It was the performance again to those of the great Cafu who produced for Brazil. The Celtic player was the man who possessed on the great stage, offering his side an attack at attacking outlet while the also containing Brazil's array of talent when they ventured into his territory. He gave Brazil a taste of what to come on 13 minutes when scampering cleared down on the right-hand side and providing a quality cross which was not made of by Ivan Perisic. Danilo then tried to forceful approach to stop him by aggressively lunging with his high boot, 
which drew the Brazilians booking before surging run on the fullback Perisic for another effort which flew off the target. A key example of his defensive brilliance was showcased at the fact that Vinicius Jr. was substituted in the second half. It looked a key tactic for Brazil to get the ball up quickly to the Real Madrid wide man, but that adventure was sterilised by some of terrific one-on-one -on -one defending from Juranovic. With fullback Alistair Johnston arrival from Celtic, it looked although the Scottish team are already planning for life after Jaravic, Atletico Madrid have reportedly linked himself to the player. But you would assume that many more suitors will be sniffing around after that performance of his magnitude. In 120 minutes, Jakovic's price tag may have just trebled. Sky Sports' Laura Hunt. It was a prime time for Luka Modric. One of those who can wiggle free of danger, execute laser-like precision passes and intelligently controlling the pace of the tempo of games at will. We got to see the full repertoire of his era and the greatest midfield maestro in the game that was largely, largely decided by the stubbornness of Croatia's midfield third. Modric, Marcelo Brozovic and also Mateo Kovacic ran the show almost passively. They nullified Brazil's usual threats. They disturbed and disrupted Brazil's rhythm. Casemiro was barely with it as Croatia made a very good game plan that was good enough to beat the tournament favourites. Brazil's head coach Titi leaves after the World Cup exit. One moment of magic from Neymar, originally lit up the tie, equaling Pelé's record as Brazil's all-time leading men's scorer with 77 in the meantime, but otherwise, TT's side were found severely wanting, relying purely on historic success in a fool's game. No one, no one team, no nation possesses footballing immorality. Brazil have been eliminated from four of their last five World Cup quarterfinals. Another unwanted record, they have simultaneously become the first side in World Cup history to be eliminated from the knockout matches after scoring in the opening goal during extra time. It's hard to understand how a side dazzled so tantically against South Korea on Monday can come up short just four days later. But that's the tournament football. In recent years, Croatia's major tournament record eclipses that of Brazil's, spelling the end of Titi's six-year reign. My cycle is over, he conceded. Modric, of course, had the decency to console Real Madrid teammate Rodrigo, who missed a penalty at the final whistle. No more Samba, but plenty more Modric. South American football expert Tim Vickery speaking on Sky Sports. It's always like the death of a family mem member when Brazil go out of the World Cup. They really feel their names was on the trophy this time. It's been a 20-year wait, and now it's going to be 24. Yet again, it's the knockout stages against a European team. That's the bar that they cannot get over. They were convinced that they were going to get over the line this time. They were just four minutes away from getting over this time. And it would have been deserved if they won. But it didn't happen. There's more than 210 million Brazilians all thinking that they could have been a better coach. Their knives will come out with sadness as it gives way to anger. We won't be seeing the likes of Thiago Silva again. And even Neymar left his future doubt before the World Cup. He said that this could well and truly be the end of his World Cup career. It could well be his last game for Brazil, in which he has scored a magnificent goal to equal Pelé's record as Brazil's all-time goalscorer. The joys of this game, that was questions were being asked like tennis matches. Croatia were helped by the fact that Richard Arlison clearly wasn't fully fit. He's the one who leads the press and it's so easier for Croatia to play without him against them. Brazil became frustrated by Neymar's goal 
and it was wonderful. A big question on whether Croatia could come back. Brazil had bought on Fred to lock in and lock down the midfield, but they were caught on the counter with just four minutes of extra time to go. It's then a shame such an enthralling match was decided on individual errors in a collective sport like football. I'm sure Rodrigo and Marquinhos will be going without sleep for a fair amount of time. After the break, we'll talk about Ronaldo heartbreak, but here is With Me by David. versus Portugal. Ecstatic Moroccans poured into the streets and cities across the North African country and far beyond on Saturday, waving flags, honking horns and lighting flares to celebrate the national team's historic victory. Portugal talisman Cristiano Ronaldo comparatively was left in tears. It wasn't quite as Cristiano Ronaldo expected it to go as he walked away out of his final World Cup quarter-final to make his way into the substitute's bench instead of taking it to the pitch. Still, he was swarmed by the pressure and the press as everyone thought he could have caught a glimpse of his glum expressions. The 37-year-old last chance at the World Cup would not end with a World Cup medal. Everyone around the globe was watching, waiting to see if he could 
get one over his Prentrov rival, Lionel Messi, who led Argentina to the World Cup semi-finals with a penalty win over the Netherlands less than 24 hours earlier. He watched on and his side failed to break down the stubborn Moroccan defence and went behind. Portugal needed a moment of inspiration from somewhere. All eyes moved to the bench. After 51 minutes, Portugal head coach Fernando Santos bowed to the pressure as he called upon the five-time Ballon d'Or winner. As it is so often said than done, it was another night that Ronaldo wrote his name into the history books. His winning his 196th cap for Portugal to equal FIFA records. The man on the big occasion was tasked with propelling his country to the last big four of the World Cup for the first time since 2006. The stage was set. Ronaldo had just one sight of goal. He received the ball in the box in stoppage time. The whole crowd held its breath, almost expecting the inevitable. But just a moment of rest on his cameo had begun. It was another moment of frustration. The angle too tight, the pressure too much for the Morocco defenders. Bono saved. Things got even more painful for Ronaldo as he watched his close friend Pepe miss a sitter from four yards out in deep stoppage time. He fell to his knees and looked into the heavens. This isn't how it was meant to go. Ronaldo was left in tears, the man who has everything. He must now accept that the World Cup is now certainly out of his reach. So too is a goal in the tournament's knockout stages. To stick the boot in further, Messi marches on. Ronaldo leaves Qatar without a trophy or a club. Can the magnificent Morocco make history? They were sensational when it comes to defending in their box. They were in terms of working hard, being organised and determined. They were credit to the country. These were words from Sky Sports pundit Graham Souness to ITV after Morocco made history by becoming the first African nation to reach the World Cup semi-finals. After stunning 2010 champion Spain in the last 16, you would have been forgiven thinking that the Euro 2016 winners Portugal would be a bridge too far for the Atlas Lions. But if there was nothing to learn from this game, one thing was to learn, this World Cup is shocking for many, many countries. It's never to write off anyone, especially Morocco. Even the loss of two key defenders, Nafif Elgard and Nusseri Marouzi, before the game would not deny them. The departure of injured captain Roman Seiss earlier in the second half added to their defensive woes, but a display of incredible resilience to resolve that deservedly saw them progress to the last four. Morocco have kept four clean sheets at this World Cup. Back in the summer, they looked in disarray after heavy friendly losses to the USA. But one goal conceded in the eight games since Walid Regi took charge, he has transformed their fortunes. Do not take them lightly, Souness added. They will not be a different Morocco next time. They will play the exact same way. Morocco have already made history in, in Qatar. Do not be surprised if they make even more. Next on is Never Forget You. It's clear to see that time hasn't changed a thing It's buried deep inside me But I feel there's something you should know
American sports writer Grant Wahal has died while covering the World Cup in Qatar, his family and the US soccer have said. Germany and Bayern Munich goalkeeper Manuel Neuer is out for the rest of the season after breaking his leg in a skiing incident. Sergio Aguero told the Netherlands to go and play FIFA after their shootout loss to Argentina and was also seen telling Wout Weghorst to shut up. Preston served Lancashire rivals Blackburn with a harsh wake-up call and illustrated their own automatic promotion credentials with a 4-1 win at Ewood Park. Bristol City kick-started their season after the World Cup break with a 3-1 victory at Rotherham, while Blackpool ended a run of four consecutive defeats by holding Birmingham to a hard-fought 0-0 draw at Bloomfield Road on the return to their action. Colo Torre has settled for a point on his managerial debut as Wigan and Millwall played out an entertaining 1-1 draw in the Skybet Championship at the Den. Substitute Matt Crooks scored in dramatic stoppage time winner for Middlesbrough as 10-man Luton suffered a 2-1 championship defeat in Rob Edwards' first game in charge. Coventry's impressive progress in the Skybet Championship prior to the World Cup break came to an abrupt halt on their return to action as they lost 1-0 to Reading. A first-half goal from captain Billy Sharp gave Sheffield United a 1-0 win against Huddersfield in a lacklustre affair at Bramall Lane. Stoke and Cardiff City showed no signs of rust in the Skybet Championship after the World Cup break as they played out an entertaining 2-2 draw at the Bet365 Stadium. Timu Puki has his 8th goal of the season to move Norwich City up to 4th place in the league. And Portugal duo Pepe and Bruno Fernandes has asked questions of the appointment of Argentinian referee Fidalco Tello as they crashed out of the World Cup to Morocco. England manager Gareth Southgate says he needs a bit of time to review and reflect after his side crashed out of the World Cup to France. Gary Neville reflects on a massive missed opportunity as England exit the World Cup and criticises an awful refereeing display. Jamie Redknapp believes Bakayo Saka shouldn't have been substituted in their World Cup quarter-final defeat to France, arguing England lost their way following his removal. And Jamie Redknapp also said he thinks Lloris spooked Tottenham teammate Harry Kane, which caused the striker to miss his second penalty of the game as England crashed out of the World Cup at the hands of the French. Lizzie and Notts won the strike, but Rangers on their way to a 2-0 victory over Hibernian as they lifted the Sky Sports Cup for the first time. And that brings the show to an end this week. I'll be seeing you all next week here, same time, same place, Unite Radio, 5-6, every Wednesday, where we talk about the latest news in the world of football. I wish all the teams that are remaining in the World Cup and all their fans as well the greatest of luck too. 
Let's wrap up the episode with a bit of Christmassy songs. Elton John, Step Into Christmas. Welcome See you all next week. Christmas.